Welcome to another episode of The Other Side of the Ball. I just want to do a quick run through of what to expect for tonight's Hall of Fame game between the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Dallas Cowboys. The weather should be clear. The temperature should be great. The football should be football. I don't think we should expect anything major from these teams, though there could be some fantasy relevant events that happen. And so I kind of want to break down a handful of storylines to follow throughout the game as I see them. First up with the Pittsburgh Steelers, we will not have Ben Roethlisberger this game. It has been confirmed that Mason Rudolph will start the first half with former first round draft pick Dwayne Haskins coming in. They recently acquired him this offseason from the Washington football team and he'll finish out the first half. Then you have Josh Dobbs to close out the game. I don't think there's a whole lot there to worry about, but we do want to see if Rudolph or Haskins has showed any sort of growth in their NFL career. These are guys that could be dynasty stashes for your Superflex or at least waiver wire fill-ins in your redraft leagues should something happen to Ben Roethlisberger. Again, don't think there's a whole lot of meat left on the bone there with his elbow, literally. We're always looking for the what-if scenarios. As for rookie running back Najee Harris, he is expected to play. He had an injury earlier this week, but was cleared. His ankle appears to be fine. Steelers reporter Brian Backo says that it sounds like Steelers first round pick. We'll see the field in Canton, although how much is TBD? He quoted Mike Tomlin as saying he's a rookie. Man, he needs the process of game preparation and ultimately play. We've got four opportunities for him to do that. Kendrick Green will step in at center, wearing number 53, replacing Marcus Pouncey, who also wore number 53. The Steelers have lost four offensive linemen this offseason, and the belief is that that could be addition by subtraction. Likely how Kendrick Green plays is how the rest of the team is going to perform, both the quarterbacks and the running backs, so something to keep an eye on there. And then we also want to pay attention to our running back, too. Benny Snell is a likely cut candidate. Jalen Samuels is nothing to write home about. And Anthony McFarland, while not an amazing prospect, did show signs of burst last year. He's been in RB2 in training camp so far and out on the field in two running back sets. So we want to see if that's continued to be deployed against the Cowboys. Could be somebody who has, you know, flex value throughout the season and definitely has upside potential in the event that Najee goes down. At tight end, I'm not really sure how much takeaway there is to be gathered here. The Steelers have lost three tight ends so far in training camp this week. Eric Ebron, Zach Gentry, and rookie Pat Fryermuth. Coming into Canton, they have Marcus Bowe and Kevin Rader available. It's unlikely that any fantasy value will be gained from what they do this season, let alone this game. On the defensive side of the ball, the general consensus is that this team returns, you know, a lot of what made it so formidable last season. But do note that they also added Melvin Ingram, who, due to injuries, was limited to less than half the season last year with the Chargers. And so we want to see, does he get a lot of playing time? Does he look healthy? This doesn't have so much of an impact on our Steelers offense, obviously, but If Ingram returns to sort of his prime, the expectation would be that him next to TJ Watt could be a very tough defense and would be something to pay attention to when you're streaming matchups throughout the rest of the season. 
pivoting to the Dallas Cowboys. We also do not have starting quarterback Dak Prescott. And as I've stated a few times on this podcast before, we might want to get used to that for a little while. I am still fading this latissimus dorsi strain. I believe that it's worse than the Cowboys are letting on. And I think we're going to get a really strong look this week at who number two works for between Ben DiNucci, Garrett Gilbert, and Cooper Rush. Somebody has got to separate themselves from the pack. Garrett Gilbert comes with the most experience, but I also think he has a little bit of a noodle brain and a noodle arm. Cooper Rush has some better mobility but he's not an excellent decision maker and doesn't provide much in the way of the arm. And then Ben DiNucci honestly showed that he's got some capability last year, at least in managing the game, which may be what the Cowboys are looking for if they don't have Dak for a couple games to start the season. The Cowboys are training in Oxnard, California this weekend last, and they'll be traveling back there for a joint practice against the Rams on the 7th. We all know that this game is nothing meaningful, and yet could be possible the Cowboys are just phoning this in. That would definitely be something to keep an eye on for. As silly as it might sound, when players are not focused and they're not trying, that's when the injuries happen the most. We want to make sure, from a fantasy perspective, do the coaches have this team dialed in even in this quote-unquote meaningless game, or is this a team that's sort of just going through the motions? Assuming they're dialed in, we definitely want to take a look at the running back position. And although we're not expected to see much play from Ezekiel Elliott, if at all, we do know that Tony Pollard has been getting first team reps in practice last week and this week, both as running back as well as receiver out of the backfield. So keep an eye out for how he's being deployed and, you know, just stash what you see away. It could be that they actually have plans for him beyond just a handcuff or situational back. And if so, obviously his fantasy value and appeal goes much higher. I would also pay attention to the wide receiver snaps there. We already know that there are three established wide receivers there between Amari Cooper, CeeDee Lamb, and Michael Gallup. But beyond them last year was rookie Cedric Wilson, who couldn't quite displace Noah Brown for snaps. They both tied at 228 snaps on the season and had relatively similar production. I don't think Noah Brown is anything special. And if Cedric Wilson can't beat him out, then perhaps he's not any special either. We see the Cowboys drafted fifth-round rookie Simi Fajoko, as well as signed undrafted free agent Brennan Eagles this offseason. If either of those two can separate themselves from Noah Brown, it shouldn't take much to also separate themselves from Cedric Wilson. And the wide receiver four here has potential for both regular season value as well as dynasty appeal Knowing that the Cowboys can move on from Amari Cooper next year, as well as Michael Gallup, there is a scenario that exists where the performance of the wide receiver four this season is enough to catapult them to the two spot next year. I don't know that that's super likely, but again, these are things we want to keep eyes out for. When the season gets going, COVID starts striking, injuries start striking, the Those bench players, those guys that you don't think much about are suddenly thrust onto the waiver wire. And the more you know about them now, the more informed you'll be to make decisions when that time comes. Lastly, on the defensive side of the ball, the Cowboys took first round linebacker Micah Parsons way too high. However, the Cowboys will definitely need to see what they get out of him. And they're going to need to see him perform early in order to justify this pick. 
I think you would like to pay attention to how Parsons performs, not necessarily in his finish or his execution, but if he's already adapted to the playbook and recognizing the plays and playing at an NFL level, you could feel a lot stronger about direction that the Cowboys defense is headed this season. All in all, I think it'd just be fun to have football back this evening. I look forward to watching it with some hot wings myself and perhaps a couple beers and just enjoying the fact that we are right around the corner to real live meaningful football. I hope that we do not see any injuries and I hope that we get some compelling storylines to pay attention to throughout the next few weeks of the preseason. I hope everyone has a good time enjoying it. Please let me know your thoughts opinions. If you've got any questions, anything you'd like me to take a look at moving forward, feel free to hit me up on any of the social media or through the podcast main page at Anchor FM. This has been The Other Side of the Ball. Thank you.